cacti are in a prickly situation. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The Biden administration is considering a first-ever action plan for global water security. Axios reports that the plan seeks to protect the world's water resources, not just those of the U.S. If approved, it would create a global framework for ensuring universal access to clean and reliable water. The plan comes as the lack of access to water threatens many around the world. According to the UN, global demand will exceed supply by 40% in just eight years. About 2 billion people now lack safe drinking water, and many more do not have access to sanitation. Besides the impact on human lives, this crisis raises the risk of border conflicts, cyber attacks on water systems, and increased migration. The World Bank stated that climate change could exacerbate vulnerabilities and create tensions and instability. Recognizing that global water security is tied to national security, the goals of the plan would be to ensure America's supplies and prevent conflicts, including in Africa and the Middle East. Sand is used in many products, including concrete, computer chips, and glass. Most of it comes from lakes, rivers, beaches, and the sea. The demand for sand has tripled over the last 20 years, due mostly to population growth and urbanization. It is the most exploited natural resource on the planet after water. Unsustainable sand mining can result in riverbanks collapsing, coastal erosion, and biodiversity loss. Also, the resource is at the center of a vast international criminal trade in which people have been killed. Researchers at the University of Geneva and the University of Queensland say they have found a way to increase the supply of sand while solving another environmental problem, leftover material from mining, which is the world's largest waste stream. What they call ore sand is a byproduct as rocks are crushed to extract metals. Ore sand has a large potential for reducing the amount of the resource taken from natural environments and using it would move toward a more circular economy. The research also shows that using mining waste instead of sand from rivers, lakes, and coastlines could lead to net reductions in carbon emissions, both from production and transportation. Cacti are in a prickly situation. A new study led by the University of Arizona has found that a high percentage of them could succumb to climate change by the middle of the century. It's a surprising finding given we picture cactus as tough, spiny plants living in harsh desert conditions. But cacti inhabit a range of ecosystems from rainforests to mountains and coastlines where they've adapted to their niche environments. Unfortunately, as the planet warms, that adaptation could be their undoing. As the New York Times reports, researchers looked at over 400 cactus species and how their geographic range could shift under three carbon emission scenarios. They found that in all cases, climate change put 60 to 90 percent of cactus species at a higher risk of extinction by mid to late century as the amount of habitat they are suited to shrinks. And that's not even taking into account other threats like ecosystem destruction, poaching, or wildfires. The researchers say cacti in Florida, central Mexico, and large parts of Brazil could be the most impacted. 
And finally, we know that humans are far from the only living beings that communicate. Dogs bark, whales sing, and mushrooms talk. That's what Professor Andrew Adamatsky at the University of the West of England suggests. In a recent study, he thinks he's found evidence that some fungi produce electrical impulses in patterns that resemble human speech. Mushrooms that you see on the surface are the fruits of an underground fungal organism connected by a network called mycelium, a structure similar to neurons in the human body. Adamatsky wanted to investigate if signals traveling through the network help the fungi communicate. For his experiment, he put tiny electrodes into the root network of four fungi species, Inaki, Splitgill, Ghost, and Caterpillar, to measure spikes in electrical activity. He found spikes often clustered into trains of activity, creating a vocabulary of nearly 50 words. According to The Guardian, the Splitgill mushroom, which feeds off wood, was the most chatty. Adamatsky observed sharp spikes in its electrical signals when its roots encountered pieces of wood, which he thinks was a fungi's way of telling other mushrooms it had scored some food. Or not, Adamatsky concedes his findings could be meaningless, but thinks the spiking events don't seem random. Some scientists are skeptical, calling the suggestion of a fungal language, quote, over-enthusiastic. But they should beware, they risk mushrooms talking behind their backs. That's it for This Week in Water. Support comes from G.C. Green, a veteran, woman, and Native American-owned clean energy and resiliency solutions company. Learn more at gcgreen.com.